You are now listening to an uncut, unedited version of the recording after the latest episode of the You Run Podcast Horror Movie Review. I can't believe you, you motherfuckers. If you'd just done that to me again. But it was a really entertaining episode, though. It's great having Angel and Tasha on. I love having Angel and Tasha on. They're a lot of fun. But man, you fucking done me again with a quiz. You're lucky it was Save Me and I like taking part in Save Me. That quiz is a lot of fun. Do you know, I was trying to work out a way that I could do Broken Spirit twice, but I couldn't think of two broken puns to use. So that the only reason that I was spared is because you couldn't think of a second Broken Spirit pun. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you were saved because I, I didn't know how to make the episode work. Because I'm a bad podcaster, that's how you got saved. <laughs> I love Save Me, man. It's a lot of fun. I like the, the the thing is with Save Me is it's a very tactical game. Like you can slowly work your way through it, and you you have your lifelines. You're like, should I use this now, or is this going to be more beneficial to me later on in the quiz? And you can tactically work out. And by the time you get to like question ten or twelve, you're already fucking rolling on glory anyway because you've got so far. So you you're willing to take that chance to get to the end. Yeah, yeah. Whereas Broken Spirit leaves you. You've got no room for manoeuvre. No, no, None. it's fucking soul destroying. I hate that game. <laughs> fucking hate that game. <laughs> so who have we got? So at the moment, Zaphod is is smashing the quiz. He's still yes. top. Uh, he's at thirty points. Is top. We've got Heather left. Yes, who is um, a strong contender. But the problem with Heather is is she is a gambler like me. So she might do very very well, but she could get to question fourteen, and she's not going to bow down. And she no. could end up on zero just because. And then we've got franchise head-to-head where Mr. Tazzy's going to take it on. I have no prior knowledge of Mr. Tazzy. I'm excited for the episode, but I actually don't know a lot about him regarding... Uh, horror knowledge horror is good. Knowledge. His, his yeah. horror knowledge is good. I, I think he's in with a shot. I mean, I get the feeling again, though, he's going to be like Heather. If he gets to question five and he doesn't know question six, he's going to take a punt and have a yeah. guess. Um, so at the moment, in my head, I think Zaphod may have taken the season, but I may be I may be talking prematurely there. Yes, there's still a lot of time to go. A yeah. lot of and episodes, a lot of contenders. Still got time. And then it's over. It only it's takes in, one. It, it does only take. And it's happened before as well, where people have. We had uh, going back to the horror friendly podcast. Yeah, smashed the quiz on the final episode of the season. Going back before that, the quiz was beaten on the final episode of the season by you. Yes. That was uh, a save me quiz as well. That, that was a save me quiz. So you beat, I beat save, save me. me. I beat save me three times now. I beat it yeah. on my own. I beat it with Elise. And I just beat it again with Angel. Yeah. Yeah. So save me is your quiz. So we won't use save me no more. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, man. Uh, new quiz coming in season six. Um we got some, yeah, that's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to the new quiz. Uh, a little bit more lighthearted than Broken Spirit. I feel that I feel that this season I've really made people suffer and I actually do feel bad. I'm not a bad man, as you keep pointing out. Yeah, okay, you keep telling yourself that, mate. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for the new quiz. I'm excited to see how it plays out. It's going to be fun. I don't want to spoil anything too early on, but it's... Uh, it's a lot light. It's a lot more lighthearted and a lot more entertaining. We, we, we're trying our best not to scare guests away from the show, which is something we have done massively throughout season five because nobody wants to play this game. <laughs> no, even to the point Heather, who obviously co-hosts True Crime and she's been on this show countless times, um, even Heather's like, 
fuck your quiz. I think that yeah. was their exact words, actually, fuck that quiz. Yeah, and rightly so as well. It's fucking hard work, man. It really, really is. Because the thing is as well, like with Broken Spirit, you, your knowledge can be so vast and so wide, but it only takes that one question to throw you. Whereas you're like, you, you, either, you either know it or you don't. It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that with that quiz. You could you could stumble on the first question and you could be like, I even know it or I don't. But then you you could stumble on that first question, but the chances are if we asked you the remaining 15, you might nail them all apart from that first question. And that's yeah. what's so difficult about it. Where save me, you have that option to be able to strategically plan your way through the game. Yeah, it's, I think, it, it, yeah it's it's a more strategic game. It's like when you, done, when you got me with Broken Spirit. And I got to the asylum from Silence of the Lambs. Yes. Forever now, forever, I will remember the name of that sanitarium. But the thing forever. is, if we'd have got to that and we was playing Save Me and I give you a multiple choice, you would have known the answer to that question. Yeah, or if I'd had the option to take away two wrong answers and I'd had multiple choice, I would have got it. But yeah. not having that, and it's just a trying to delve into the depths of my mind, because I knew it, but... yeah. Yeah, how many that's it, that's it. you do, you know, and nine times out of ten, you know it. Nine times out of ten, you do know the answer. Um, which is like why I like uh horror not horror so, so much because when you're playing Save Me, you have that flexibility throughout, but when you get to horror not horror, that is a yes or a no answer. And I like the way that that throws you throughout that quiz. So yeah, then you I... get to that certain point and you feel very comfortable and strategic with your plan. But then no matter what you do, when you get to horror, not horror, your save me are irrelevant. You have to pick one or the other. Yeah. And I love the I love the fact I used a Tucker and Dale one. Because as soon as I said it, you and Angel, no one can see because obviously we don't do video. But as soon as I said it, both of you sort of eyes opened wide, ears pricked up. You're like, I know that. And I know yeah. that movie. And then you can't place it. And that's what makes it so good. Yeah, because I knew it immediately. And then you, the problem with that is because you know it, you second guess yourself and you're like, but is it? <laughs> is yeah, it and- what you think it is? Whether you, because if you can't place the name of the film, even though you know it's a horror film, or if you know it's a not horror film, you're then like, but I can't place the title of the film, so am I sure in my answer, or am I just delusional in thinking that's what I want it to be? I love horror, not horror. It's such yeah. a fucking mind fucking it. <laughs> yeah, and, and spoiler alert, obviously, we I we done a thing a little while ago where we asked people to pick episodes. So the first... I think it's six or seven episodes of season six have already been picked. Um, so we know what movies that are. And one of those is Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Yes. Which I'm so excited for. Yeah, because since I've been here, oh no, I say since I've been here, we haven't done a horror comedy, but we did uh, Zombieland Double Tap. Yes. But that's not on the same level, is it really? Um, no, t- Tucker and Dale is full-blown horror mad comedy, horror yeah. comedy. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I love Tucker and Dale. Um, anyway, let's talk a bit of news now. You you seem calmer. You've had a Tokyo vape pen. You've had a drink. You, you're not as riled with me now. I'm, I'm calm now. I'm calm. I'm ready. Yeah. to I'm ready to do my job. Um, back to the quiz. Edgar Wright doing the Running Man. Yeah, that's cool though, isn't it? And I didn't know about this. I I, I haven't seen it anywhere. And it's... I like the original Running Man. I love Annie in Running Man. That's so cool. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't think it's hush-hush, but it's not something they're jumping up and down about. It's going to come out quick as well because it's set in 2024 um, and he's going to be using, which he does quite often, kind of does a bit of social commentary in his movie. 
So he's going to be using events that are happening in the world now that lead to the running man becoming a thing. That's clever. That'd be cool though, that. Yeah, I I think it's great. Yeah, and I'm interested to see where he's going to go because I'm pretty sure there's going to be a little bit of Shaun of the Dead tapped in there in that running man zone. There are going to be some zombies. I'm desperate for a Simon Pegg and Nick Frost cameo. That would be cool. Is this based on the original movie then? or? Uh, yeah, so he's got the rights to... <coughs> pardon me. Um, he's got the rights to the movie. Um, so anything that happened in the movie, he's free to play with, but he doesn't own the rights to the Stephen King original works. Oh, but... this is a Stephen King book? Yes. I did not know that. I did not know that The Running Man was Stephen King because I thought Stephen King was like a horror author. Would you say The Running Man is not horror? Obviously, the movie's action, but if you think of that... I was going to say, the movie's more like action sci-fi than anything else. But if you think of that tone and that... It's very easy to turn that oh, yeah. to I mean, horror-centric. Con- yeah, 100%. The concept of it alone is very horror-centric, but the film that I'm familiar with, the story with, is, is to me, would be considered like the same way you've got Total Recall and all the rest of it. It's like an action sci-fi to me. Um, I'll be back. I had no I had no idea. I had no idea this is a Stephen King book. Yeah, and I, I, from what I understand, Stephen King is on board as an advisor. I don't think that's confirmed yet, but from what I've read, Stephen King is involved and wants to be involved. And everything he's been involved in has been good. Has it? It chapter he's made one. some cameos in his films. and <laughs> he's, he's, he's made some cameos. So he, he was a, a consultant on It Chapter 1 and It Chapter 2. He was a consultant on The New Pet Cemetery, um, and they ignored a lot of what he said as a consultant, which is why that was rubbish. Yeah. Um, so he's Stephen King's I'm a big fan of Stephen King he's a brilliant writer to ignore his paedophilic tendencies in his books as an author he's very very good he's very good at creating characters very good at setting the scene can't write an ending to save his fucking life yeah this is the thing about Stephen King isn't he he cannot finish his books properly can't finish his books at all so I've read loads of Stephen King he literally gets to the end and he goes um oh what do i do what do i do and he makes one of two decisions they either all die or they all live but never really rounds anything off he just goes i need to end it this chapter oh fuck it that'll do (laughs) (laughs) that's kind of how i feel with his writing like like it when it gets to the end and it's a spider it's even like being parodied in family guy and stuff like that that he's synonymous for not being able to finish his books properly yeah he genuinely can't Uh, I would love him just to employ someone to go, look, there's the book I've written. Could you just finish the, just tell me how it's going to end. I'll write it, but tell me how to end it. Yeah. Because even The Shining, the ending of The Shining, the book is probably one of his better endings, but even that you kind of walk away going, See, I have no reference to that because I've never read a Stephen King book before. No, so the- I've seen films and stuff. Yeah, so you've obviously you've seen The Shining. We've done it for the show. So the end of the book to The Shining is wildly different to the end of the movie. Um, and that's why the Doctor Sleep movie is wildly different to the Doctor Sleep book because they changed the narrative that he had to work with. So he kind of 
they couldn't do an adaptation of Doctor Sleep as it is by the book because they were doing a sequel to Kubrick's Shining. So it's very, very different. Yeah, so they had to adapt based on what material they were given to work with, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I still need to see Doctor Sleep. I'm desperate to see it as well, but it's so fucking long. It, it's, it's so long, re- really long. And I, I would argue probably Ewan McGregor's best role outside of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah, I'm not a big Star Wars fan, so I don't really know much reference to that. My my go-to Ewan McGregor role would be Trainspotting. Uh, he's better in Doctor Sleep, infinitely. Oscar-worthy, in my opinion. Um, yeah. And that, that movie didn't do very well. Um, so that was the last movie, last horror movie to hit cinemas as COVID broke. So when COVID hit, that was in the theatres for two weeks and then there was lockdown. And in those two weeks, it didn't do all that great. But apparently the studio had already worked out that it was going to be like The Shining. So The Shining, when it hit the theatres, didn't do great. It wasn't until like week three and week four when word started spreading of you need to go and see this crazy movie. Yeah. So they were expecting that. And then they got to week two and everything was shut down and they couldn't do anything. Um, so the thing is, as well, you already had the pre-pandemic scare before we actually went into lockdown of people knowing it was coming and staying at home regardless of being told to or not. So that would have massively affected. Yeah, and I, I, I still now, I mean, obviously we've just done Wreck. What you see in Wreck after going through COVID, I genuinely think is something that if it happened now and I was in a building and they locked it down, I genuinely wouldn't be surprised. No. But three years ago, if you said, are oh, you going to get locked in a building because there's a pandemic, I'd have laughed. Yeah, you'd be like, that's fucking sci-fi shit. Back yeah. up, man. <laughs> yeah, and, and now, I mean, even now, I mean, like the cases are rising and there was talk of the other day of them bringing in new restrictions. And I, I know it's dangerous. I know that people get sick. I'm over it now. Yeah. So Not over me, it. Man. Not <laughs> Not for me, there won't be any restrictions, man. I am done with this fucking bullshit. This has affected me emotionally, financially, and and ah, I'm sorry if this offends anybody who listens, but, but for what? But for what? Do you know what I mean? This has affected so many people and will affect a lot of people going forward financially and emotionally for many years to come. So. Yeah. Yeah, and it, I, I'm at the point now where I, I've done everything I need to. I've done my lockdowns. I've done, I've done multiple lockdowns. I've, I've done everything I've been asked. I've wore a mask. I've done all the shit they've told me to do. And now all of that's gone. If they try and bring it back, I, I, as much as I probably shouldn't, but I am just going to be like, you know what, no. The, the virus has been there for the last year, and for the last year I've, I've not worn a mask because we haven't had to in the, in the UK. Um, I've I've caught COVID twice. Uh, I, I'm assuming I've had two different strains because I had them four weeks apart. I'm 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 over it now. I've done it. I've had it. I I I don't want it again. But I'm not going to let this shut my life down. I'm still going to go on holiday. I'm still going to go to the shops. I'm still going to go to the pub. I'm going to do all the things I want to do because if not, I'm going to lose a decade of my life because I'm locked in or because I'm not able to do things and i don't think the risk is as great that it warrants that anymore no no i mean me and my wife we had our first child through pandemic problems and all the rest of it and 
and we missed out on a lot, you know, we missed out on a lot. We was in lockdown where we had our baby and family members who were scared to have them come round and see the baby. And I was a personally as a dad was fucking massively affected by this shit because I wasn't allowed to go to the hospital. You know, she'd go to appointments and we, she'd go into labor and I had to sit and wait in the fucking car park until I was allowed to come in for an hour gap and then sent out immediately after the baby was born. Like you don't realize how much this affects everything. Um, yeah. I own my own company. I run my own business. I have my own company here in the UK and massively, massively affected me having to not be able to work and told that I couldn't go to work and clients I had booked in for major, major contracts was telling me that we were no longer allowed to participate in doing the work in their homes because we couldn't because of COVID and things like that, which rightly so. We, do you know what I mean? And we respect people's opinions and we respect their their right to reserve the fact that this was something that needed to be maintained and, and, yeah. and kept at bay and all the rest of it. And they didn't want us in our house, which was fine. But, you know, stuff like that has a financial impact on my family and me. And, and you know what, man, I just, it's got to the point where the, 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 the downsides massively outweigh the risk, the risk. Yeah. For me. Yeah. And, and I'm with you with that. I mean, obviously when we went into lockdown, I worked in construction, same as Mark. Um, we shut down completely. All of our sites shut down. Um, I was put on effect. I think it was called furlough over here. I don't know what it's called in the rest of the world. So I was paid a, a percentage of my wage for effectively sitting at home and doing nothing. Um, and I spent a couple of months in my garden doing decking and that kind of stuff. But I was itching to do stuff and see people. And yeah, I, I'm in no rush to go back to it. But yeah, wreck. Wreck after COVID is infinitely scarier than Wreck was when I first watched it. Yeah. And there's a lot of films in that sort of sense with the, that deal with the zombie apocalypse or any kind of apocalypse or pandemic that now hits you really, really hard. I mean, I remember the film Contagion, uh, the Gwyneth Paltrow and all the rest of it. Like I saw that when it first came out and there's a lot of hype surrounding it and it, was, it didn't really affect me when watching it, but I watched that during the pandemic and the comparisons between that and the pandemic are so realistic. It's like fucking hell. This is terrifying now. You're the sort the of person. You're the sort of person who'd watch Final Destination on a plane. I swear to God. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> on, a cru- on, a, on a cruise in the Arctic, watching Titanic. Yeah, I'm on a bus ride <laughs> to the next town. And I'm watching Speed. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Huh. But back to horror news before we get too political on this show. That's not why we're here. Um, I want to talk about the fact that Black Mirror has been announced for season six, because this was something that was so brushed under the carpet for a long period of time. There was no announcement. And and Charlie Brooker, uh, English writer, director, all the rest of it, he, he, was, he owned the rights to Black Mirror in a certain degree. But the original production company here in the UK... Um, I don't even know like you, you saw Bloomhouse and all the rest of it so it's basically like if John Carpenter did Halloween 1 under the umbrella of Bloomhouse he would then not earn the rights to Halloween even though he wrote it directed yeah. it and all the rest of it so Charlie Brooker is a similar situation with um, Black Mirror so he did seasons 1, 2, 3 I think before it got cancelled on Channel Flow and went directly to Netflix yeah. he, did two, he did two seasons at Netflix 
Um, and then there was a lot of talks about the rights issues to Black Mirror. And he was talking about how he wouldn't be able to return to do anymore because he no longer earns the rights to his own work. And it earns solely down to the production company. Man, fuck, stuff like this just infuriates me. Like, yeah. this is his, he's an artist and this is his work, something that he's passionately put his life into and, and created. And it's loved and adored by the fans, but he can no longer return to it because of contract issues i'm gonna um, say black mirror was better when netflix had it yeah i agree as well i think four and five were some of the best that that season that that entire show i've seen i i think that's happened with a couple of shows as well so did you ever watch lucifer no so i'm aware of it so lucifer i can't remember who had it first but they had like seasons one to four and then it got cancelled and netflix picked it up the yep. difference in production quality from, I think, I think, let's say it was the end of season three. So from the end of season three, they left it on a cliffhanger and it got cancelled. The difference in production quality for then when Netflix took it on and brought it back is worlds apart. Yeah. Something worlds that I apart. hope happens with um, Hannibal. Something I've been clinging on to this for the best part of, fuck me, I don't know, even maybe 10 years now. I don't even know when the last time the Hannibal aired. And um, they finished theirs on season three. They I still the Red Dragon arc. How did it get cancelled? I still don't know. I still don't I understand. Am, yeah, I am mind blown by this. I, it, it's a very eclectic taste. I don't know if it's for everybody. And because that's not Mads, for you, then is you it are Mads, um, Mads Mad Michelson. Yeah. Yes, incredible as Hannibal. Yeah. Uh, as as equally and, as and good as Anthony point, Yes, exactly what I was going to say. If not better in certain aspects throughout that show. And that got cancelled just after the Red Dragon arc, and they were just about to pounce into Silence of the Lamb era, um, and they got canned by NBC. And they it was something to do with NBC with maintaining the rights for about two years, I think, or maybe even three years after they'd finished. After three years, they then lucrated the rights, and, and they would go back to Brian Fuller. Brian Fuller could ship it around to Amazon Prime and Netflix and all the rest of it for them to pick up. And this has been something that had been circulating in the air for so, 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 so long. And they've only just started now releasing articles again. There was whispers of it going to Netflix after the three years that originally ended with NBC, but then nothing came of it. But he's sort of now getting back into the... Um, interview circuit and Mad Michelson as well has just released a new film so he's on the interview circuit and there's talks of now bringing it back for season four and picking it back up where they left off whether yeah. it happens I don't know I hope oh. to god it does I really really do but that's another thing that I could see sitting very well at Netflix the, the crazy thing is though they cancel a show like that and they cancel a show like Black Mirror that are wildly different and adored and then you get something yeah. like the walking dead which i love I, I unapologetically enjoy the walking dead but i know as a viewer that that has had its time now yeah they know it's had its time but what they're doing on the back of it is releasing various different spin-off series how can you have a property like black mirror and like Hannibal that's doing so well and is really adored and it's different and it's out there and it's really good and it gets canned and something like The Walking Dead that has been flogged to death every penny has been squeezed out of that yet they're announcing a spin-off series with Carol and Daryl a spin-off series with Negan and someone else a spin-off series of something else another series about 
a different part of the world. It's like, come on, I, I'm done with it now. I, I'm not yeah. interested in 11 different spin-off series because I'm not going to watch them all. I, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I fucking hate spin-off series. How do you feel about the Duffer brothers announcing two spin-off series to Stranger Things? I'm infuriated by it, mate. Honestly, I am genuinely, genuinely pissed off that they've announced it. Yeah, I was Because I just don't see the point. Like, if they've got more material and more story to develop, then just fucking keep it where it is. You know what I mean? Like, if you could take it further. Like, like we have followed these characters and this arc and this story for what will be five seasons by the time it finishes. And this will be a nice, solid start, middle and end. And it will yeah. close. But then for him to say, ooh, there's a little time hole loop. And then we're just going to take this story somewhere else, which doesn't contain any of the main characters. They're completely oblivious to what's going on. I just don't feel like Stranger Things is a, is a story that can justify an arc like that at all. Like, no. at all. Walking Dead, yeah, fair enough. Because obviously that's a pandemic that takes over globally. That's affecting everybody. Stranger Things is affecting Hawkins and a confined story and a confined set of characters. To then say, oh yeah, but there's this, uh, this is other thing that's going on in the next town which no one else knows about. But although this is all created by Warren and Vecner, this other little sidekick arch, yeah, do, do it you makes know the, no sense to me for this to be having a spin-off. There is only one spin-off arc that would work that I would actually be interested to see, and that's the Russia arc. Show me the story from start to finish of what happened in Russia. Yeah, but that's it's still confined within the story, isn't it? It, it is confined within the story, but I would be happy to do five seasons again, but in Russia, of following their stories and finding out about how the, the smuggler went from being a well-respected man to being that crappy, dodgy smuggler. Find out about how they got their portal open what experiments yep. they'd done, what characters they had there. Did they have people trying to break the monsters? All, all that kind of stuff. That's great. I'm, I'm, I'm on board with that because it ties in to what I already know and love. Yeah, and the only the only other show that's done that just as well is Better Call Saul, which comes off the Breaking Bad series, yeah. which intertwines and works in well with the story that's already told, and it does tie back into it eventually. But to have something branch off completely and not have any relevance. Duffer just... Brothers driven or Netflix driven? Yeah, it's a cash grab, in my opinion. By by Netflix, do you think, or the Duffer Brothers? By Netflix. I think the Duffer Brothers are now well established enough to not need to continue this story. And mm. I think they've been so protective over the story. I feel like they've waved Netflix have waved enough money at them to sort of cave, is where I'm at with it. Yeah, because it's sad as well, because I'd like to see if you take the ability the Duffer brothers have got to tell a story, create characters and build a world, you could pick any horror franchise. <laughs> so behind you, you've got uh, eight posters I can see. Any one of those franchises I could see, I would be happy for the Duffer brothers to take the helm and run with it. So yep. you've got Friday the 13th, Duffer brothers would do great with that. Child's yep. Play, oh my God, what the Duffer Brothers could do with that. Yep. A Nightmare on Elm Street? They've done They've it. They've already proved that they can, yeah. Um, Candyman, Scream, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Evil Dead, all of these the Duffer Brothers could take and run and rebirth a franchise. Yeah, I think they would do great with the Candyman franchise. Yeah, they can't do any worse than Jordan Peele done with it. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, and that's nothing to take away from that film because I enjoyed it for what it is, yeah. but it's not fucking anywhere near the standard of what it should be. No, um, no. If if you put the original Candyman against 
Candyman 2021 and look at them as individual movies. Candyman, the original, is leaps and bounds ahead of what we got in 2021. Leaps and bounds. And to be fair to Candyman, the original, that's nothing, that's not taking anything away from that because that to me is one of the best, if not the best, slashes of that era. Tony, I love the Candyman. To, and it's all down to Tony Todd. Tony Todd's portrayal yeah. of Candyman is flawless. Yeah. That is some of the best reimagining of Clive Barker's source material that I know. Um, and that includes stuff like Hellraiser and all the rest of it. I think Candyman is a phenomenal, phenomenal film. There is a Clive Barker book, but honest to God, I'm desperate for them to make into a movie. It's one of my favourite books ever called Weave World. All right. I've never read that or heard of it. So Weave World, give Weave World to the Duffer Brothers. So Weave World is effective. I'm trying to explain this in a really basic way for people who haven't read it. So the world is in a weave of a carpet. And when you look at the carpet, there's pictures and those pictures are actually a world. But within the within that rug, there are other people weaving carpets that lead you into other worlds so it's kind of this world on top of a world on top of a world on top of a world. And everyone's almost the same, but they're all very different. So they all look the same. They're all kind of similar. But the, the things that are different is like the tone and the way people behave and the way things appear. It's, it's such a good concept, incredibly difficult to get across on screen. But give that to the Duffer Brothers. You've got unlimited worlds that you can create whatever you want. Go nuts. Get Clive yeah. Barker on as a, a consultant and just let him run wild with it. It'd be amazing. Yeah, that'd be cool. I would like to see that. Have you seen that um, that one, the new um, multiverse of madness type of film with Jamie Lee Curtis? No. What's this? What's it called? Um, Everything Everywhere All at Once or something like that. No. It's an A24 film. No, then. <laughs> no. <laughs> no it's not a horror film it's not a horror film it's like uh, an action-y type of film it's got the young kid with the gadgets from the Goonies oh okay but like an obviously an adult because he's grown up now but he's in it um, it looks really really cool I'll, I'll I can't believe you've been on the internet this whole time and you've never come across any sort of stuff about it. No, I've not said anything for that if I'm honest Jamie Lee Curtis is a real hit and miss actress for me Real hits, really? yeah. So there's things she's done that I really love. Every performance in Halloween, I think she is great, even though she's been in some duff movies. Um, I love Terror Train. I love True Lies. True outside, Lies is fucking awesome. Yeah, such a good film. Um, outside of that, there's not much she's done that I go, I like that. No, no, that's a fair, that's a fair <clears> comment <throat> to make. Um, She's always been that B-movie actor, I think. Yeah. Even now, in the height of her career, she's always been that sort of B-level standard. And that's not to take away from her an actress, because she's great. She is a really, really competent actress in everything that she does. Um, yeah, but if you look at, like, star level, if you put Jamie Lee Curtis next to Nev Campbell, Nev Campbell's a bigger star. What do you think? Yeah. Jeff Campbell's about a good, bigger star? Bigger, bigger star, not a better actress, but a bigger star. <clears throat> Commands more money than Jamie Lee Curtis, without a shadow of a doubt. 
Wow. I never really thought about it like that. And I, I think that's the way Hollywood judge on how good they, or how much they deem a, a star is worth is, is what they pay them. And Jamie Lee Curtis is not pulling in the sort of money that Nev Campbell is going to get from Scream when she finishes rinsing them for everything she can get. Well, they've just announced, haven't they? they well, I said they've announced <clears throat> she was recently interviewed at a Comic-Con and they said about her coming. There was an announcement saying that she was definitely coming back. Obviously, this was after the speculation that she wasn't coming back and she said, I'm not coming back because they weren't paying me enough. And there was another article saying that she had now signed a deal and she was on board. And then there was like a, a fan interview thing at a Comic-Con where someone had outright asked her and said, look, this has been announced that you're coming back and you've now signed a deal. And she just flat out turned around and said, no, this isn't true. I haven't. I am not coming back for Scream 6. Yeah, I, I still think it's all a work. I believe her, man. I believe her. I don't think she is. I don't think she is. Yeah, well, they've just signed uh, Samara Weaving to Scream. Yes. Um, first kill in the movie? That's where I'm no. going. No. No? No. I think she's a Sydney replacement, if I'm honest with you. She is the new Scream Queen. She is so good. I like Tamara Weaving and everything she's done. And I think I think Sydney uh, Nev bowing out, they thought, shit, what can we get that everyone seems to love these days? The new Scream Queen. And she would be the top of my list. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think or- they're going to make her the new franchise go to if I'm honest, in my personal opinion, the Scream franchise is dead. Yes. The 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 actors that they're now. Well, the Scream franchise has been dead since Scream Five. Um, Four was good. For, I'm pausing for effect. Scream Five. Oh, five. Four four no, was five. really four was a really solid film. Two, three was dog shit. Four was good. Five yeah. was dog shit. The problem now, I look at it as they they brought on um, they brought um, Kirby back or Hayden Panettiere. They brought um, the guy from the new Spider-Man movies in. They brought Samara Weaving in. Uh, General Tager's back. I see this looking at it at the stars they're signing. I see this as a flailing franchise throwing money at it to try and save it. Yeah, and the thing is as well though, like it's always been the weakest for me out of the lot because there's no. There's nobody to draw to. You have Candyman, you've got your Tony Todd, you've got your iconic character you can constantly refer to back throughout those films. You've got your Michael Myers in your Halloween films, you've got your Freddy in your Freddy films, you've got your Jason in your Friday the 13th films. Your Ghostface is a continuously changing character and there's nobody there to draw that sort of iconic feel to. So that's a... It, it, for me, it's always been a fleeting franchise based on who it is at the end of the film. And, and, yeah. And, there's only so many times you can do that for me. I, I am concerned, though, if you cast your mind back to the Screen 5 review, what I said I would do if um, Matthew Lillard didn't return in Screen 6. We're doing mousetraps, right? Yeah. It, it's, you, you've it's, got that coming, though. You know that, don't you? I, I you must be feeling more uh, and more uh, like you know it's happening. I, I, I'm feeling more and more like it's happening to the point I actually went and Googled or went and had a look on eBay to see how expensive mousetraps were. <laughs> <laughs> How expensive are they? Uh, they're a couple of quid each, which isn't too bad, but I said I'd roll in a hundred. 
yeah, this is going to be an expensive deal for you. So it, it's, it's a couple of hundred pound investment for me. Um, for me to do, we need la- to set up a GoFundMe page for this, or uh, no? I, 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 when it gets to March, I I will be in a position to do it. And I've said that if Matthew, if you've not listened to that episode, go listen. But what I've said is, if Matthew Lillard's not back in my front room, I will clear everything. I will set out a hundred mouse traps on the floor. I will then get into nothing but a pair of boxer shorts and I will roll across the mousetraps. You see, I always feel bad when you made me do broken spirit and then I remember you're an idiot and you say things like this and then yeah. I don't feel so bad anymore. Yeah, because I'd done the Lego walk when he wasn't in five. Yeah, and that was awful. I felt really bad for you. Your kids loved it, by the way. Yeah, so I'd done a, a Lego walk and I... I gave my kids lots and lots of Nerf guns and they just sat on the sofas and blasted me with Nerf guns while I walked on a table four foot in the air. <laughs> Man, this, this mousetrap thing is going to be so much worse. You know that. That's like full-on jackass territory. Yeah, and I imagine will probably be a viral video on TikTok. I hope so. <laughs> that, that's the only <laughs> saving so. grace I'm taking from it is that the chance of going viral with that is relatively high. <laughs> yeah uh, because nobody's stupid enough to do it and all i want to happen if it does happen if matthew lillard's not back when i do this because i don't think he's going to be now all i want is everybody to tag matthew lillard in that post so he eventually sees it and then laughs at me i'll be happy with that that'd be great if he did like a stitch to it and just laughed his head off yeah just done a stitch with you dickhead of course i'm not back <laughs> i'm dead <laughs> yeah, but he said he's not he has said multiple times he's not yeah, yeah, even to the point that he screamed, go and get a TV and I'll fucking prove it right now. Yeah. And the <laughs> fact that he came back to Scream 5, albeit in cameo form, um, makes me think, I don't know, I feel like if Neva had signed on for this, he, I wouldn't be concerned for you doing the mousetrap thing, but I think the fact that she's out makes me a little bit worried at how they, what the relevance for Stu from the back would be. Yeah, because he's not going to come back and kill Gail, what's the point? Who, who honestly cares whether Gail dies now or not? Mate, I was pissed off that she signed on again for it, to be honest. Yeah, and uh, Courtney Cox is okay, but uh, I, I hate the Gail Weathers character. I've hated her since the first one. Yeah, I love Courtney Cox. She was like my favourite out of the Friends. Like, no. you always picked one. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. Like, seasons one and two, she was fucking amazing. She, she was the one. For me, Phoebe. Early, er, no, 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 no. Early days of Friends, season one, two, three. I was in love with Courtney Cox. She was, she was the one for me. Yeah, no, Phoebe, all day long. Yeah, you're a Phoebe man. Yeah, yeah, you're a bit strange like that, though, are you? <laughs> not, that not that there's anything wrong with Lisa Kudrow. I don't mean that in any sort of way. That Lisa Kudrow is anything other than beautiful. She is a very attractive <clears throat> lady. I just mean like. Her kooky personality. Yeah, I, I kind of like kooky personality. You, you, you've met Lisa, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's got no control over news either, so that won't get edited out. <laughs> oh, fantastic. But we completely diverged. But yes, apparently we've just been notified that Strang- uh, Stranger Things and um, Black Mirror is back for season six, which is... Fantastic news because apparently it was dead in the water for such a long period of time. So I'm very happy that this is coming back. Yeah. Is there anywhere you can catch up with Black Mirror now? Because I don't think it's it's not on anywhere now. It's not on Netflix anymore, is it? It's come off Netflix, I'm sure. I don't know. Is it? I think so. 
I, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. So I have the Netflix app here right now. I just checked Google up because. Yeah, I, I had a feeling it was gone, that it'd come off. I hate it when Netflix do that. They've done it to me mid-season on stuff before. I can't imagine they would, though, because it's their own property, is it not? Netflix Originals? Yeah. Was it? Oh, yeah. No, it's still there. It's still, it's still there, there is it? Yeah. They got all five as well. Uh, let me just check if the episodes, but I believe uh, season five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all there. Season one through five. It's a short season, though, isn't it? You've only got like three episodes per season for Black Mirror. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, I, yeah. I, I, I like Black Mirror. So at the moment we're we're rounding off Lucifer again because Lisa loved that. So we're we're working our way through that again. So we're on the last season. No, I've never checked Lucifer out. I maybe should go back and watch that. Uh, it's just not something that appeals to me. It's a bit cheesy and it is very very cheesy. You know who the guy is who plays Lucifer, don't you? Yes. Yeah, the the guy who was in Miranda. I haven't seen Miranda. Um, so I can't refer to him in that sense, but I know I'd, I've seen posters of Lucifer. I've seen people talk about it on the internet and stuff like that. Yeah. But I, I don't know any reference to him as an actor. Well, only the, from Lucifer. The funny thing is, you call me a really, really bad man. Lisa sits there every episode and takes comparisons from Lucifer, who is the actual devil, with me every single episode. You'd do that. You'd say that. That's just like <laughs> you. Every, literally, every single episode. <laughs> well that's concerning yeah uh, and, and i think i think probably uh, to quote top gear on that bombshell that i am the actual <laughs> devil <laughs> i'm not going to argue with you either man you're an asshole <laughs> yeah uh, we'll wrap up noose and i'll catch up with you next week when we record well i'll speak to you before then anyway i'm sure we will but yeah cheers guys thanks a lot and we will See you. Do we say next week at the end of this? Do we still say next uh, week? We've had the, well, we yeah. Said... No, no, no. Te- so I think what we need to say now, we, we need to get this ironed out because we we fuck yeah, it. We do this every week now. We need yeah, to say like I, we should I, have our own and on that bombshell thing. What can we do that could be our own on that bombshell? Should we put that in a poll? Should we put that up for the listeners to decide what we end it with? No, because they'll come up with something really, really fucking stupid and I will be here every week saying, and on that flop, the dibbly dob dog. On that giant floppy donkey dick. <laughs> I think this is something we should work out between ourselves. Yeah, I, I, I think it is as well. But yeah, on a on news, on here, on Horror Movie News, technically we can say see you next week because our next episode comes out on a Tuesday and this is a Friday. And yeah, then we definitely ch- need to come up with something a lot more tighter than this. Yeah, I, I think so. It's, it's, it's very, very loosey-goosey. <laughs> so you can catch us here next week on Newsweek on a Friday and also on the Movie News every Tuesday. No. I will, I will think of something mo- like- mo- Movie News is not on a Tuesday. Movie News is on a Friday. This is why I have no responsibility. This is why I'm not allowed to do things. Okay, let, let, let me try. So you can catch us next week on Horror... Fucking hell, I don't even what show do we do? You can catch Neither us. Neither are even qualified to do this. We will see you at some point soon. Yeah, see you soon. <laughs> <laughs>